Welcome back to the shit, everybody. We are here again. If you're listening to this and, you know, I don't know, you got a stressful job, you got kids that yell and scream, you got things to worry about, financial stuff, you health problem, whatever it is, just set it aside for a minute because we're here. Just spend an hour or so in the shed with us. Think about other stuff for a while. It'll be good for you. Honest, it will. Nice thoughts. Let's just go. Here we go. What's marketing have to do with atmospheric river? Marketing is a huge business, and I refer you to... Uh, in weather? Yeah, like marketing in weather is a huge... So, I'm telling you... <laughs> Skin's using his fact tone right now. This is my fact tone. Like, there's no doubting whatever no he's doubting. about to say next. You just believe it. And I just do believe it, because it is true. And I refer you to Terry O'Reilly under the influence at... I don't know what episode It's got to be true, was. right? Yeah, because he does his research. Oh, he yeah. is credible. So, he had a whole episode about... What a big business weather is. It's a multi-billion dollar, oh, yeah. I think it's $8 billion a year business in weather. And it started with the guys who, you know, there was a space on community cable and they thought, why don't we just run the weather all the time? Because people are always phoning up to ask what the weather's going to just run it. And they ran it and that became the weather channel. And I mean, guys like Canadian Tire rely on weather forecasts for things like, oh, cold snap coming up charge up the batteries because a lot of people's batteries are going to croak at the first oh, cold snap. Okay. Eaton's in the bay. Oh, cold snap coming up, bring out the winter stuff a couple of weeks, put it on, you know, all of that kind of stuff is driven mm-hmm. by it. Uh, event planners, all kinds of stuff. And it's a combination of being given the information directly as an organization and selling the advertising on public sites like the Weather Channel, right? right? So it, it really is a big thing and you want people looking and so Before you tie in the atmospheric river, I'm sure you're about to do that. So does, are you saying then that Canadian Tire had to ha, uh, pay as a service? I do not know. Or they okay. may have at one time though. I'll bet you. Repeat, I do not know. Yeah, but I'll bet you they did at one time. Yeah, I believe what was going on there is he was tying in the estimated benefit to businesses like Canadian Tire of being able to rely on way improved weather as opposed to the cost to companies like Canadian Tire to obtain that information. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm not really sure how that, how those things went together. I just know that the improvements in weather forecasting have been worth an awful lot in terms of commerce. Yeah, for sure. That's all. And now it's free. So although maybe some longer term forecasts can still be purchased. It may have been free the whole time is what I'm saying. I don't think so. I mean, why would he even be talking about cost to Canadian Tire if Canadian Tire actually got it for free? I'm just going to repeat, he may not have said that. Oh, I see. It may have been that I missed the distinction between the benefit Canadian Tire experiences by having good information Uh and quantifying that benefit along with a bunch of other businesses and the size of business at the Weather Channel, for example, by itself is in terms of selling advertising on its webpage, stuff like that. Uh-huh. <sighs> but I imagine like back before all these weather apps and the advent of the phone um, and, and before the phone, the weather pages, the web pages, before all that, you couldn't get us. What are you talking about a seven day? Yeah. There is no seven. What are you talking about? But I'll bet you there was available Um, because that's where business will find a way to make money. They will. And I think seven day forecasts are not just, they didn't just start when we first saw them. Here's my guess. I don't know, but my guess would be that seven day forecasts have been available forever 
in marine and coastal areas where they have ships offshore right, that right. can see it coming. Yeah. But when you get into the interior where patterns aren't understood and where there's no kind of life and death demand, probably just wasn't ever strung out there. Right? I saw a question on Quora or Reddit just yesterday or the day before. It was, have weather forecasts improved? And yeah, since, since I, I don't even know why they asked. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious they've improved. Yeah. And, and the answer was yes. And they gave a number of reasons why, mostly related to computer models and AI. And you know, just training AI over and over. What do you predict? Here's what actually happened. Yeah. Like give them the data, like uh, from a year ago, what do you predict for the next seven days? So they know the answer and they've just trained it over and over and over again. And just like everything else in that kind of machine learning universe, the computers predict the weather without any one human knowing how that weather was predicted because mm. it's the computer that's trained yeah. and there's no way to look into the model and understand it. Mm. I mean, they, they do know, of course, like meteorologists know, okay, well, the main reason for whatever is this thing, whatever, but they're, they're not going to know why is it like one degree higher than anyway, all that stuff. Satellites. Satellite imagery and all that, a huge change. Like it really yeah. did used to be ships offshore. Was, yeah, it would report That in. was the early warning. Yeah. They'd, and now they have satellite imagery and they've made all those offshore weather ships completely ridiculous. It'd be ridden. raining out, so they'd write, it's raining, they'd tie it onto the pigeon. <laughs> and, yeah, and the pigeon would have to go against the prevailing winds, which would screw up the whole, yeah. But the, you know, the, the detailed looks of like um, George's Strait, like between us and Vancouver Island and they, they show the winds and there's like six different directions of winds in one little, like it's crazy how, yeah. how, what kind of detail they go into. Yeah. So all that uh, farmer's almanac style knowledge of guys, oh, lumbago's, all that stuff's just gone. Right? <laughs> like the, the whole business of, well, the light over the Rockies was funny last night. We're going to have a Chinook later on this week. Yeah. All that stuff's gone. Well, we, every once in a while you still see the farmer's almanac predictions. Yeah. Yeah. So Susan said she saw Crony. Was he in town for a couple of days or? No, oh, she was in town. She was in his town. Oh, okay. She was shooting in Duncan. Wow. Of all places. Wow. I don't know. This is probably secret information, but it's a big Hallmark miniseries. Oh, so it's eight. Is it Christmassy? I think so. I think so. So that would mean it would be done by Christmas. Maybe so. Uh, but they, I think it's a neighborhood and they follow eight different families. And so there's eight different casts. And I guess each cast gets a episode. And then the big finale in, and they just did up downtown Duncan like crazy. Like oh. they just took over everything. And, and then maybe all the families converged. All, yeah. And Susan had an actor role, which means four lines or less. She had a really good time. The director loved her and everybody loved her. And I was sure that she would get bumped up because all you need is say to say, hey, or something, you know, off screen. If they record it, then you'd bumped up. But apparently that didn't happen. But... So she has one, she did two days in Victoria. She has one more day in Duncan. And so she goes over there and the star who I think now that I've heard the story, I think the star is a seven-year-old kid and he was sick for the big finale. Everybody knows you shouldn't be in a movie that stars a child or an animal. That's right. Just don't do it. Well, they should hire twins. But I imagine, <laughs> no, it's common, Hard to right? come by, yeah. But I imagine the Hallmark budget is kind of... 
specific, you know, like I imagine they keep a good eye on costs. Yeah, yeah, but they uh, and they probably have a good eye on insurance too. So they held it for a day. So he came in the next day and just did all the pickups because they got all the sort of the big scenes and and so she got next day. So she stayed two days at Cromer's. Oh, nice. And the guy who bought his place lives below him, right? Yep. And he's got this lodge, this ancient lodge that uh, John Wayne's autograph is on the wall. He actually signed the wall someplace and Bing Crosby used to come up. They used to come really? up fishing and stuff. And uh, he threatened to take me down, and, but I, I never did. And Susan got to see the lodge. <laughs> so this guy's redoing the whole thing, right? So Is he going to cover up the signature? Bing Crosby got around because he used to come up to Kootenai Lake and stay at Blaylock Mansion to fish. And uh, Coconut Springs. Yeah. Didn't, didn't... Golf? Uh, yeah, no, yeah. the golf course wasn't there that long ago, I don't think. Oh, I thought that they... Maybe. I don't know. I oh. don't know. Now we're going to get mail. <laughs> Speaking of uh, secrets in the industry, did you complete your shooting for uh, Chicago Dune? Oh, I can't remember. Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon 2. And then... Uh, Chicago. that's what it Schmicago, was. yeah. Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Are we allowed to talk about it or is it all a big care. secret? Little, you don't care why did little, they cut you? A little bit disappointing. Oh, those bastards. So yeah. listeners... If you have a chance to watch Chicago, don't. Just don't. Screw them. They're idiots. I mean, I got paid for it or whatever, but it wasn't the, the experience I was expecting. It was a different role? Yes, yes, yes. What happened? Some famous comedian, I want to say rapper, but I don't know if he's a rapper, but he's a comedian. He was written in as the narrator to this story, and somehow he got all my lines. Bastard. Hmm. I'm sure he's a wonderful fellow, but uh, <laughs> hmm. he had a little talk with someone. I so need I more lines. A, I was left with. I'm nothing. narrating the whole thing, and I'm still not happy. I want more lines. Hmm. That's probably exactly what happened. It might be. You just don't know, Mob. You know, just don't know. That is pretty interesting. Eh? Like you sort of think. I'm trying to think what kind of vile curse I can aim at that guy that doesn't reflect badly, and I I don't think it's possible to do. Like, I hope he stinks all those lines up. I hope everybody thinks, why was he even saying that? It's so out of place. He's the narrator. He couldn't know that. All that, I hope. But anyways, I'm not, I'm not watching it. And the good doctor filming all done? Yes. Yeah. And then you had a few episodes there or just? Oh, just one, just one, just one day. One. Oh, okay. All okay. my stuff in one day. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, good. Um, so I met, I, I tested on a Tuesday for a Friday shoot and... Of course, the first person I see is Dylan because he's head of the COVID team. Right. But not quite head. He wants to be head. And then on the day, he tested me. He actually tested me. So, yeah. And uh, the director, Gary Hawes, was the third AD on a thing called Tin Man that I did with uh, Zoe Deschanel, a little Wizard of Oz, um, I don't know, seven years ago. So he was third AD who, who like, this really de-wrangles the actors, right? So he was director on this one and, and uh, had done a lot of the good doctors. Uh, and I think because he's um, smart and he's fast, that's what you want in a director, don't you? And good direction for actors. Mm -hmm. Buddy, come up here. Not a boy. Yeah, come up here and stop making chew noises. Come on up. Come on. 
Whoa, that was scary. I thought he was going to go I right through that. I thought for sure he was going to pull that mic down. Buddy's, uh, I feel Buddy's better. And he was licking my neck. I thought, oh, this will be interesting whether he bites or not. <laughs> How did you envision carotid blood just spurting all over the place? <laughs> Carotid, I guess is how you'd pronounce that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know what you're talking about till um, you. Sorry. I yeah. thought, I thought carotid is blood that has been treated in some way, uh, that turns it orange. Yeah. Right? With carotid. Carotid blood. It's great to be alive. Hey eh, guys, me and skinny, uh, texted last night. Uh, I sent him a note saying I got nothing for today. I'm going to coast. You guys mind, uh, I noticed on any list. Is rather bare. Quiet. Barren. Yeah. I don't know what's been going on with me. I've been pretty preoccupied between visits from Montreal and dance and hockey and coughs and colds. Uh, pretty busy. I just don't, or on car shopping and phone shopping. And I just have not been dedicating walk time to the podcast because that's usually where all those tremendous gems that I come up yeah, with oh yeah, yeah. are generated is yeah. on the walk. You oh. should have seen the piece of litter that I picked up the other day. Why did you pick it up? Are you going for some kind of gold citizenship star? No, I was just saying out on your walks, that's what the kind of thing oh. that you bring in here. Well, yesterday I did find a really nice pair of body glove sunglasses. Body glove? I don't know what those are. Is it a body glove? You don't know body glove? Is no. it hipster sunglasses or? think so they they is something that cyclists would know about uh, i don't think it's even specific it is sports apparel though i believe well that pretty well rules me out i mean i do know under armor yeah it's the same kind of thing i think i don't know anyways that was just yesterday and i've taken to taking pictures of the trees because they're just still also green oh oh green all the leaves are green Really? And a lot, well, not all, but a our lot yards, of big, large trees still have all, just all green well, leaves. Our yard's on. in full color, but you know, it's got the maples and yeah. the cherries. But I mean, it's November 21st. Like, come on. Yeah. That is pretty amazing, actually. And I'm still wondering whether trees experience stress when they have to do a rapid drop. You know, it's warm, leaves, chlorophyll. Energy from the sun, all that kind of stuff, doopy doopy doo, and then all of a sudden, overnight, kaboom! It's below freezing. Time to dump them all, and they got to get all that sap in the ground. They got to rid all those leaves, all that. Like, does it stress them? I just don't know. I've let us know, for heaven's sakes. Our arborist listeners, yeah, yeah. And today, because I'm this kind of guy, I watched seven minutes of the Beatles on Shindig. Oh, were they on Shindig? 64 probably. And they did Kansas City and Ringo did one. I can't even remember. It was a cover. And John did I'm a Loser. And I'm not even sure I'm a Loser is a cover. It might be. Well, no, that's a really weird choice of tunes right oh, there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it was. Like Kansas City, I didn't think was ever released as a hit. It was I, just. I don't know. Hmm. And Paul just screaming it. I mean, he clearly zero concern or regard for his future as a singer. He's just right at the top of his range, just screaming this. Yeah. yeah. Just screaming it out, really having a good time. That's the thing about Paul. He's the cute one, but in many ways, he was the most punk rock of all of them when he performed like Helter Skelter and stuff like that. And you watched, those guys are so polished. None of them, like Paul is, so John's singing, 
And Paul's yeah. standing right beside him because he's doing harmony. And Paul is mouthing the words. He's not got a mic or anything, but, and his, he's just walking all over that base. He's just up and down around. He's not even glancing at it or thinking about it. He's thinking about the lyrics and listening to John sing, taking glances over at George when it's solo time. Okay. But it, it, uh, it would have been like pre-recorded, right? No, this was live on Shindig. I'm Come pretty on, sure. Shindig was never live. It was always to, it was always mouth the words and pretend to play. That was Shindig's. Yeah. Almost all those shows were like that. And Shindig definitely was. Wow. Can I hear the blocks and you know of experience what? shifting One more thing, Skin. One more thing. There is no Santa Claus. Oh, wow. Shut up. <laughs> Come on. Like I can accept a bunch of stuff, but you've crossed the line there. Just, no, really? Because I mean, I will say now it was billed as remastered, this particular video that I watched. Okay. That's interesting. It is. Oh, remastered visually though. I don't know what was, yeah, it'll but be high def, right? If it was voiced over, like just faked, they, boy, were, they yeah. did a pretty good job. Well, we, of course, I don't know if you got Shindig up here cause you guys only got the two Canadian channels, but we watched Shindig every week in California. And so we were quite aware that it was, it was all. I feel like watching it again. Cause you should, you, you should. You're watching yeah. George do his solos. Yeah. And boy, he's pretty good job of faking if he's faking, mm, mm. like really good. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was fun. And the thing that really struck me, and this is all for Haley's benefit because she's so sick of Paul McCartney, Uh huh. but the way he was singing, I just thought it's incredible that he has any voice left at all yeah, now. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Just howling. Yeah. It was pretty cool. He seems to have taken her so good care of himself. It may, maybe it's just genetic. I don't really know. But, uh, you know, he, he's been living as a vegan slash vegetarian since when, when, since he was 30 years old. Oh, I don't even know. Yeah. And he's just like in super fit shape and everything. So I wonder if he did the voice stuff. I just don't know. It's cool. Anyway, the other thing, since it's all about me, I've been doing is for whatever reason, unexplainable by me. I just started watching, uh, because Netflix had it, I guess, that's why, the old Star Trek, the original Star Trek. Oh, yeah, you've been watching that, yeah. With William Shatner and all that, right from the very, the pilot, and I'm on about episode seven now, and it's pretty interesting because, you know, it's one of those things where you've got memories, and you have impressions that were formed when you were watching it as a 10 or 11-year-old. And then you watch these shows and it's just pretty interesting. Like I, I texted RJ the other day to say, you know, I hate to say this, but William Shatner seems like an actor in here. He was actually doing a good job. Leonard Nimoy, mm, all over the place and all of all the guests were pretty terrible. And William Shatner was pretty good. He was really making the sale on his part. It got cheesier and cheesier. Seems to be even now episode seven, it's already getting cheesy. And the other thing that strikes me about it is, uh, I'm sure a lot of its appeal is quite risque. There's a number of, uh, really delightful looking starlets, mm. you know, the Harry Mud episode where he's got oh, yeah. Mud's women yeah. and they, they're we really loved those Harry Mud ones. They were yeah. just the funnest, right? Yeah. And they're, they, you just sort of think this was 19, what, 68, 67, something like that. Yeah. These I think are, it started in 66. I'm going to say, but yeah, I don't know, but it was yeah. just, how many did they do? Three years. Three seasons. 
Oh. It was always under pressure because it didn't have a lot of viewers in its opening runs uh, uh, for, I think, a number of reasons. But it wasn't until the reruns, which was when we mostly saw them, yeah. that it really, oh, it would just printed money from, from then on. Yeah. You know, syndication of a, only a three-year run. But, of course, each year w- would have been, what, 30 episodes or some crazy high number. And you know oh, that? I thought it was m- way less than that all in. No. It's, that uh, raises a question. Is it? Am I just imagining it, or was was it a Desi Lu production? Yes, it was, and Lucille Ball was in charge. Okay. And Desi, uh, Desi had gone by then. And so she was the one that said, yeah, let's do this. She would have been the one, the executive. That's probably why it lasted three years. Well, it's the networks that make the call on whether they carry it or not. So she's not the one who makes that call. No, but, but she she's has the influence. one who puts all the investment into the pilot and then has to, you know, her yep. account people would have to convince. And I'm just sure that she would have had a lot of influence with, because she's super well known, right? Like... And tough and knowledgeable, yeah. and she'd been through a lot by then already. She knew her way around. Interesting. Yeah. It's quite fun anyways, just watching watching people come and go. The last one I saw, it's called Miri. They go back to yeah. some version of Earth, and it's got Kim Darby in it. Kim yeah, Darby. Mir- Miri's like 13 years old or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and she later was in True Grit with John Wayne. Right, mm-hmm. yes. She plays uh, Maddie, whatever her name, Maddie Ross. Yeah, like when you look at those old Star Treks and you you go, um, oh, this is kind of silly and kind of laughable. And it was so at the forefront yeah. when it was filmed. It was like, what, you're going to have a main character be black? You know, they actually had to talk to a lot of people about that. There was a lot of concern. Yeah. Mm, 79 original episodes. Yeah, so that's a lot. That that's a lot. Uh, about 27 or something like that per season. Anyway, it's fun. It's, it's one of those, uh, you know, just soothing, mindless thing that you can just put on and watch and either think about it or not. Uh, you can't do too many of them in a row though. (laughs) It starts to get to you after, well, because a lot of the plots, I think there's already been a couple where somebody has been divided into two personalities, whatever. It's kind of fun though. And it's fun watching the bit players come and go. Like I sent RJ a screenshot of the guy they had before they got checkoff, they had some guy and you sort of think this must have been it for this guy. Cause he sure does look at all familiar and there he is. And, and in the early ones, they had two shifts kind of, you'd have two navigator guys that were, neither of them were Sulu and then Sulu would be on shift. And later on, it just seemed to always be Sulu and checkoff like seven twenty four. Yeah. But Sulu's already been given a big grandstandy, bunch of stuff to do in one episode where he's running around with no shirt on and an epee, you know, a oh, sword yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. chasing around after yeah, I know guys, that one. all yeah. crazy. And yeah, it's lots of fun. They're fun. Yeah. I've been, uh, similarly, although a different uh, decade, I've been binging uh, Mad Men mm. and that's just so much fun. Yeah. I paid for a month of AMC plus. Usually I'd just take the free month, you know, I yeah. think, I think I actually paid $8, you know. Oh, that's a commitment. That is a lot. And, uh, I have a reminder to cancel, of course, but the thing is that I'll keep, I'm already in season six and there are only seven made. <laughs> Beautiful show to watch, Mad Men. 
Well, it's interesting considering the sensibilities, right? Like, so when Star Trek was made, everybody's sensibilities about what went on TV and what was important and what people should behave like were quite different. With Mad Men, it was modern make trying to recover or portray those. The 60s. Yeah, which is kind of an interesting juxtaposition. Absolutely. And there's a lot of reference to television as well. Are you feeling like that was a little bit snooty? What yep, you just that said? was, I shouldn't have been using that word. Oh, a five syllable word. Pulled that out and I thought, oh no, that landed pretty hard. <laughs> Crunch. <laughs> no, I think it's just fine. It's, it's just people fine. People think it's so easy. Today, beauty. listeners, we're just letting whatever's rattling on in our heads just flow because we don't have a list. We don't have an agenda. Yeah. And I'm just going to say a little bit more about Mad Men though. Yeah. So you got the, you get to enjoy the period visuals. They've done such a great job with it. So, you know, the, the looks of the apartments, the sunken living room, the, uh, teak furniture, the kind of patterns that looked fresh back then, but look really, really old. A lot of, a lot of burnt orange and bright yellow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then every season a year passes, right? So when you start roughly... When you start in 1960, and I think that was the year of the Cuban Missile Crisis, so they'll have those events feature in it, right? And so Kennedy's death, you know, and they'll just have amazing uh, episodes that are surrounding that. And then then with your focus on advertising, PJ, I, I thought you should give that a try because there's a lot of references to what sells and how to sell it. Yeah. There's a lot of inside stuff on the advertising business, you know, creative versus accounts. Yeah. Like, and what conflict there is there and how do you sell television ads and a lot of that stuff really, really fun to watch. Yeah. I really should. That's a thing I should, I almost subscribed to crave the other day because the second year of white lotus is now available oh yeah yeah, yeah. crave you know? well you know one thing you can do with crave what we did well yeah that's right you discontinued your yeah so you don't have this opportunity but listeners if you're carrying like six different whatever you call them value packs or whatever mm. tell us or shaw or whatever you're on calls them you probably can just discard three by now i'll bet because you're watching so much of uh you know uh, netflix and the like that you re- suddenly realize that, wow, I haven't watched anything in that value pack for the last three years. Just get rid of two of those value packs and then you can get free Crave. It just works out. It's amazing. Yeah, Susan just got, uh, well, she was in Victoria and TELUS said, uh, uh, you're in the United States. Oh, right. Yes. And she said, no, I'm in Victoria, actually. <laughs> but while she was talking to TELUS, TELUS said, uh, uh, why don't you get um, Netflix and Apple on your TELUS bill? So she was asking me about that today. Right, yeah. Because I know sometimes it's cheaper. Well, I don't think it's cheaper. The thing is, though, is that I think to watch Apple, we have to watch it on my computer. Oh, right, because you don't have an Apple TV. Yeah. yeah. So if we get it through uh, TELUS, then then everybody gets can, can use it. No, that's nice, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. We'll see. We'll do the numbers. I'm playing a particularly stupid game with Apple right now. So I have Apple TV, uh-huh. which I never watch. 
and I should have canceled it eons ago. So I bought a new Apple device and with a new Apple device, you get yeah. Apple TV free for 30 days. I'm carefully holding three, off. Three months, I think, isn't whatever it? Whatever it is. Three months. Carefully yeah. holding off, canceling until the what I've paid for service is up and then balancing that against you've got to invoke it 30 <laughs> days after. The stupidity of it all is I never watch it. I never <laughs> go to it. Well, I just you, don't. You, you watch Ted Lasso. Yeah, like what was that two years ago yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just I don't even know why I think about it. It's I have actually a couple of times in the last little while thought, gee, I wish I had cable, which I never ever thought <laughs> up until I got rid of it. You know, then <laughs> it all, it just all has to do with watching the Canucks. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, it's just dumb. I can watch them on highlights. Good enough. But if you wanted to, instead of cable, you could buy, I think, a TSN subscription, right? I maybe, yeah. Yeah, look in, right. look into that. You could do it just during certain periods. Well, yeah. I just realized that I don't have any NFL football on television. Oh, are you finding that to be a loss? Well, sometimes I like to do have you? a little look. Yeah, hmm. watch the Grey Cup. Nay. I didn't um, even know it was on. I know. Isn't that sad? Like Sue really. goes, the Grey Cup's on this afternoon. I go, oh, okay. So I, I watched 15 minutes or so. And of course, we're watching the World Cup's on. So so there's a lot of that. And luckily, that's on CTV because otherwise, I don't even get that. Right. Because that's TSN. Right? right, right. Yeah. I'm on Sportsnet for the Canucks, but who's watching them these days <laughs> just drifting in a sea yeah who's watching them? well they won when they win a game it's a big deal they won two in a row last yeah, week yeah they're on a roll i'm just so not invested i i just i finally got a car that has am radio so i tune into 650 home of the canucks i just can't handle it right <laughs> it's like it's just too much it's almost as bad as twitter just oh god you just you you're down. You listen to it for a while and you're just down and you've also heard everything a hundred times and you just, no, don't, don't need this. Canucks are toast. Sorry, Canucks. Toast. They, they haven't called me in all this time. So now my, my hopes are waning. They need a defenseman and I'm available, but they're just not calling. I wonder if there's a job where you can pick up the sticks off the ice after the game. <laughs> Or I, maybe they'll have a division of extra old guys to go out and clean the ice before the shootout. You know how they always have, usually have young women with shovels yes. circling around busily? Maybe they'll have a division of 65 and over men pushing shovels around out there. I that, like it. It's pretty likely, Skin. It's relatable. Like who's watching the Canucks these days? <laughs> Anybody under the age of 65 has found way better things to do. <laughs> I like how Buddy really thinks that he should be up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, listeners, it turns out that KJ has leased the chair I typically sit in to his dog, which says a little something Freudian about his regard for me, I think. Uh, and now the dog, of course, is pretty interested in asserting his territorial rights, even while I'm sitting right here. He's... He's kind of being quiet about it, but there's a lot of passive aggressive stuff going on here. <laughs> he's chewing his uh, bone thing there. Right in my lap. He's being extra cute today, I feel. Yeah. He's a good dog. He is a good dog. He went to his first daycare, believe it or not. Oh, and did you have to endure any slings and arrows when you went to pick him up? 
Nay. Excellent. Um, so we went the night before for a screening, of course, because they want to know what they're getting into. And right. It was about 6.30 at night, and there was probably 10 dogs there. I think they're all, they say there's about 30 during the day. And one dog in particular doesn't like unneutered fellows around him. So went after our little buddy, and I thought, oh, is this the right place for the little guy? Anyway, 8 o'clock the next morning. I, I only wanted to leave him there for the afternoon, but no, we can't do that. We can't just have this new dog just drop in in the middle of the day because all oh, hell right. would break loose, okay. apparently. So I had to be there at 8, so drop him off, and I had the day off. <laughs> wow, freedom. <laughs> I thought, I can go get groceries right now. I don't have to worry about. Anyway, and I picked him up at, uh, I don't know, 6 or so, and he survived, and apparently got along great with some golden doodle for the most of the day, and... He was tuckered and like he wasn't excited to see me really. He was sort of happy to go out and pee and then that was it. He was done for the day. He just oh. came in here and he just lay down. <laughs> <laughs> so you got even more of the day off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so anyway, but it's a nice it's and it's just I can walk there. What's a day cost? Uh it cost uh thirty dollars for six hours, but I couldn't get that. I had to do the whole day, so it cost oh, right, because forty two fifty. But after a while they'll probably authorize that you can do the six hours. I yeah, I'm not sure about that. And I think if you're a regular, like if you took them like every day well, going to work. What, I think that's what RJ's saying. Once the pack is used to him, then he can appear and disappear at more odd hours than he can. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. But I, I imagine that it, the prices reduce too if you go on like five days a week. Oh, instance. sure. Yeah. And I think it's uh, 60 something overnight. It's quite a thing though, isn't it? All of a sudden, it's very liberating to not to suddenly realize, oh, oh, I don't have to be home to do the three o'clock walk yeah. or the whatever yeah. walk, right? Or I don't have to go out you know, hail and sleet and snow first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really... And sometime when I got Buddy, my sister sent me this thing that I didn't even open, I don't think, but I guess, I think it might have been in Grand Forks. You can send your dog to this place for a month and the dog comes back and it knows all the commands. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they just train for a month. Turnkey, that's very appealing. <laughs> yeah. My job is done. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't even know. I've only been the caretaker for dogs that have had no exposure to any of that kind of stuff, right? They just do whatever they do and I just hang on. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I'm pretty sure you must get an extensive handbook, first of all. Like when you go pick that dog up after that month, they must say, okay, have a seat. We're going to walk you through how you do not degrade this entire deal within a week. <laughs> So there's that. And then you have to do it. And I just sort of feel like I can just easily imagine me bringing the dog back six months later. Could you uh, do over? Because yeah. like he forgot uh, everything. And I don't know the hand signals anymore. Yeah, bring, bring them in for a tune-up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A couple of, like Schick Shadle, a couple of two-day follow-ups. <laughs> There's a reference nobody will get. That's good, Skinny. That's cool, though. I, I do, that is sort of an appealing idea, like... Once you let go of the foolish, false conceit 
that you know anything about dogs and are going to be able to train yours to be like that cool guy in the park, you know, the guy that never has his dog in leash and the dog actually obeys him. There's usually one. There's another 20 that have the dog not on the leash that think they're the cool guy and the dog's just running wild, you know. But once you let go of the idea that you could ever be that guy, it's, it's I wonder what it costs. Did she say? Did it say? I think it was uh, like 2,500 bucks. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds all right. Hmm. I know when we took Tuke to uh, recall class that after that recall class, because we'd done a whole bunch of that training, you know, food-based basically treats, you know, that he could be at the far end of the park and I could just yell out, Tukey Tukey, and he'd turn and just sprint. Yeah. And I was that guy, you know, and I'd feel all proud. Yeah. But that kind of, you know. It wore off. Yeah, it wore off. So we're all iOS 16 users here in the room, I think, aren't we? I think so. Has anybody tried that whole business of making your phone be the camera for your laptop? I've mm-hmm. done the, I've done the part about making the phone be the microphone. Huh. But the camera you and I have. Yes, I did try it out, but you know, I had to have it below. Yeah, you'd have to sort of hold it there or something, but Yeah, yeah. So once you have a clip for the yeah. top of your computer, then I think there's a big advantage because the quality of the phone's camera is much better than any typical laptop or computer. Yeah. Holdor 2000 though. I wonder if that's an Apple. It's not. Is it the holder for the phone isn't some special Apple thing, is it? No, there's third parties that are coming out with holders. And of course, they're just ridiculously expensive. And for me, I have an iMac and all the holders are for laptops because that's what most people have. Mm. So I just printed something the other day, and all of a sudden, the size of the page is right in the corner. Like, it's it's reduced to about a quarter size, and this little thing comes out. I think, well, how how did that even happen to start? So I'm, I'm going to blame OS 16. Like, what else has changed? Oh, you printed from your phone. No, no. I'm, I got 16 on here, too, right? Don't I? Ventura is Vent... Yeah, you got Ventura on here. So yeah, yeah, maybe maybe something with Ventura changed, yeah. So, and I cannot for the life of me. So instead of printing a full page, it prints a quarter of a page. Yeah, it does a mini version. And also Acrobat, is it Acrobat Reader or Acrobat yeah. something comes up to when you say print, all of a sudden Ac- Acrobat Reader comes up instead, like it's... Oh, let's look into that. It, it's it's and it's not set as a default someplace. All of a sudden, it just started, and I think that's where my problems lie. Yes, yes, we'll fix that, Mo. We're going to fix that before I leave today. I haven't attempted anything with a printer in quite a long time. Before you leave today, that's a bold promise. Wow, Huge. we we got to believe he really knows the deal. I googled the question and it says read your printer dialogue, and it says, but I don't. The options aren't the same as they have in Google for some reason. I think, oh, I've got a newer computer or mm. no. Were you printing off of the browser, Google Chrome? Yeah. Okay. We'll look into that. That's usually where it starts. Oh, did you hear the tone there? We'll look at that. Okay. In other words, he's thinking, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> 99%. That's the Yeah, yeah. I, I've he's not going to say it out loud, though. I've always hated that Google Chrome overrides Apple's dialogue. And there's a special key combo or menu that you can use to get the real dialogue. And even uh, that, they have a print using system dialogue. Even that, they've changed somehow. So, yeah, not a big fan of uh, yeah, printing, the in general? printing 
I think it's fair to say has always been fraught with peril for the entire life of desktop devices. Printing has always been sort of an adventure, not a good one. Not historically, the Mac printing has been better. Yeah, it's so. I guess I maybe I overstated that, but better does not mean there aren't always some circumstances. If you printed something once a month, twice in a year, you'd have some circumstance where it was like, what just happened? Yeah. Why did this do that? And then you figure it out and you move on with your life. But it seems to have been that way all the whole way. You know, I don't even have three trays. What do you mean <laughs> tray three is empty? You know, like, and so on, right? It just, I remember when you and I worked at uh, First City Trust, uh, it was the first ever laser printer we ever saw was there. And it was the very, very original HP laser jet. It didn't even have a model number. It was the HP laser jet. Period. New, new, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember you'd walk up to that thing and it had the little display and it literally said PC load letter. Yeah. And then that PC load letter is featured in office space. Because <laughs> they walk up to they go, PC load letter. What the fuck is that? That's the line right out of the movie. Isn't the inflection supposed to be PC load letter? Yes. Like load letter sized paper. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what but it's everybody supposed reads to be. it the same way you PC said it. PC load letter. What is that? What is that? Is that like arc link letter? PC <laughs> load letter? Yeah. And I think, I think P is, PC is print cartridge. <laughs> Probably. I don't right. Know. Yeah. And it's load the letter one. Cause there's a letter and a landscape. And in those original ones, there's probably just a letter. But, but you yeah. think about it, like for your whole life in an office, it's always been a thing, you know, like somebody gets some incomprehensible code back when they try to print something. Oh yeah. And there's one guru who's currently on coffee yeah. who knows what that actually means and that all you have to do is, you know, click your heels together and say there's no place, whatever, <laughs> always for the whole entire 30 years, just like that. Hopefully they've got it. I mean, they put a man on the moon before they even invented printers. Or did they? 1969. You keep going, Skin. You're doing great. <laughs> no, <Yeah. I'm> not. There's <laughs> a lot of flailing going on over here. It's still winter out. Now it's dark. Now it's dark of winter. Discontent. We've made it. We're sorry to be seeing the end of another day in the shed, though. There'll be more. Don't worry. Hopefully you'll be there for the more. Hopefully you enjoyed this one, and that's why you'll be there for the more. Let us know. www.sheddogs.ca is our website. Well, we've been we've been told by the uh, you know the the uh, oh, young, yeah. young people, the youngsters, that saying www marks us as old people. Yeah, what a, that's terrible, eh? Like I spend a lot of my energy masquerading as a young person, mm. and now I've just blown my cover altogether. Sheddogs.ca sheddogs.ca we are sheddogsgmail.com let us know anyways and we will be here and hopefully you are too and until then auf Wiedersehen mm, farewell <laughs> jeez so long good, good night yeah